0: Hey there and welcome in to the all new a for effort where we now discuss trailers, TV, all the while bringing you the quality movie reviews you love. I am your host Matt and as always we start off giving thanks to our unofficial sponsor of the podcast, AMC a list Twenty one ninety five a month gets you three movies a week at local AMC theaters in your area. Check amc.com for theater listings and offer availability. That's right, a for effort is back and we're... Better than ever, because we're going to break down even more than we did before. I love YouTube, and I love everything that it brought, and the movie reviews I put on there, but it's time to evolve, and the show has evolved, and you know I love watching movies, but I also love watching TV, and with that comes trailers and everything else. So without further ado, let's get right into the fun, and we're going to start with some trailer talk. And so this week, we had Bloodshot drop first. And Vin Diesel's gonna star as the title character, Bloodshot. The movie also stars Eliza Gonzalez, Sam Hugh, Talia Riley, Toby Cabell, Guy Pierce, Lamorne Morris. I mean, this movie has the potential to be good. Don't get me wrong. Like, I believe in it. You know, it is a comic book. So it has the potential to be great because it has something to kind of build from. But do I believe in Vin Diesel? Honestly, I I really can't sit here and say I do, you know, I enjoy the Fast and Furious franchise, I've enjoyed the Riddick franchise, but the man is not the greatest actor, and you know, one of the things I love about just Fast and Furious is that it's an ensemble, you know, it's not just Vin Diesel trying to carry this franchise on his own, you know, at one point or another he had The Rock, he had Paul Walker, he's got Tyrese, Ludacris, Jason Statham, now John Cena. Like, the the man has people around him, not to mention Michelle Rodriguez, to help him carry the Fast and the Furious franchise. Riddick, you know, those are just one-offs. You know, yes, there's three in the series, but he doesn't have to do very much, you know. He's Groot, which, again, doesn't have to do very much. So a, a character like Bloodshot, where Vin's got to carry the load of the film, I'm just not necessarily gonna believe that he can do it all by himself you know and i again i like the premise i like the trailer too at that like the trailer sets up a really great world that i think he can really thrive in but can he carry this load you know i like the fact that the trailer is kind of ominous in that we don't know exactly what's going on because that's also the character of bloodshot you know he's a mercenary for hire he's a soldier who died who then had nanites injected into him to make him uh impenetrable and and make him super powered and and be able to heal quickly and this company who we don't exactly know yet is reanimating him over and over and over again to do their bidding and So I know that the story is going to follow the comic book in that, that he's going to want to find out who he really is and what he really has to do with his life and who he was before. But can Vin carry this movie, you know, and we'll find out Uh, projected release date is February 21st, 2020. So it's got a good release date. February is a good time for movies now after Deadpool success and Black Panther success in February. These movies can thrive in this area. Now, it'll have competition because Harley Quinn also comes out in February. Or excuse me. I say Harley Quinn. I apologize. The Birds of Prey. Don't get me started on that. We'll talk about that when a actual trailer drops for that soon. You know, the, the teaser was okay. But do I believe that Vin can overtake, say, Margot Robbie and the Birds of Prey? We'll see. I, I, I love the graphics of the, the trailer, I love the visuals, I it's going to be gory, it's going to be graphic, it's rated R, and I, I enjoy that about it, and I think that's another thing, rated R comic book movies have found its place in February, so I think it has the potential to be a good film, I, I just don't know if Vin can carry that film, now, Jason David Frank, played bloodshot in a short film by bat in the sun on youtube and uh, and it's very good you know it's ninjaku versus the valiant universe and honestly i i i liked it i really did and i think that that kind of led to this and hats off to jason david frank for for bringing it to him first so check out bloodshot again february 21st 2020 we'll talk more about it as it gets closer the next one that i'm really intrigued by is code eight this is a fan made uh a short film created in two thousand sixteen by the Amell cousins, Stephen and Robbie. You would know uh, Stephen Amell as the Green Arrow from the CW Arrowverse, and Robbie Amell as Firestorm from the Flash. They both got their. They both got some start there i know robbie had been in some stuff prior to that but that's where he really took off and now they had this short film back in 2016 that's finally being crowdfunded into a film it'll be out in december of 2019 and it looks great it looks fun uh it looks it's a futuristic world where superpowered individuals are like criminals and thieves and the cops are these robots and they're it, it looks interesting you know and i'm i love the fact that It got crowdfunded. I love the fact that it's a short film in 2016 that got made. And I really like the aspects of this film. You know, it does kind of... It's going to be low budget, yes. And I don't think that we're going to get the greatest film ever made. And they're not the greatest actors either. I do love them in their roles on the CW. But again, they're not going to go out here and crush a movie. You know, and I I, I just don't know. You know, I just don't know if this movie can really like steal the theater you know it's coming out a week before star wars so it's not gonna it's not gonna kill in the box office i can say that you know but i I do believe that it'll be okay Again, it's going to get released in December. And I don't even know if it's getting a release in the United States. It's getting a release in Canada. Obviously, we'll probably get it on streaming, if anything. You know, but I I want to see it. I I love sci-fi, so I'm always going to be interested in watching sci-fi movies. And, of course, the ML Cousins, I'm definitely wanting to see a movie starring them. So, again, you know, here's the hoping that uh, we can get this movie here in the U.S. I really hope that we do because I, I think that, a good sci-fi movie can go a long way. You know, Robbie Amell had another sci-fi movie come out recently on Netflix called Ark that I loved. So he, he's definitely got the chops to lead a film, to lead a movie. And I definitely think that with Cousin Steven coming in and helping him and bringing that Arrowverse star power to this movie, it could do very well. We'll see. Again, it's tough because it's it doesn't look like it's getting a U.S. release. And with that... It might, you know, we might not even know about it. We might not even hear this movie ever. We might not ever hear of it, you know, in the U.S. So here's to hoping we get the chance to watch this movie. So that's it for trailers this week. You know, um, there's talk of a Witcher trailer coming out soon. Uh, full-fledged, I know that's getting ready for its Netflix release, so I'm excited for that, um, we had a Mandalorian trailer, which we can talk about real quick, you know, Mandalorian's uh, Disney Plus series coming November 12th, uh, set in the Star Wars universe between Empire and, I'm sorry, set between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, you know, Pedro Pascal stars as, as the Mandalorian, and it looks gritty, it looks it looks interesting, and I, I, I like the concept of bringing in The lore behind Boba Fett's armor and what these people are, you know, and what makes them the great bounty hunters that they are, and I like the fact that it's something new, something different that we've never seen inside the Star Wars universe, so I'm very excited for that, Uh, but I don't have much on it because it's been shrouded in mystery, so, you know, Mandalorian's about 12 days away, super stoked for that, you know, but it was like a minute, minute and a half teaser there, so... Check out The Mandalorian when it drops on Disney+. Plus. So, let's dive into TV time, because what I really, really want to talk about this week is Watchmen. Now, if you've seen the movie by Zack Snyder back in the day, it was kind of back and forth, you know, and, and what I like and dislike about Zack Snyder is that he makes great movies, but yet sometimes you always got to watch his extended cuts or his director's cuts to really enjoy the movie he's trying to get you to watch, because... The movie he wants and the movie that the studio wants are usually two different things. So, Watchmen, the extended cut's great, and so is the regular version, but the extended cut is especially great. But this is a follow-up, a sequel of sorts, and maybe a a sidequel, so to speak, um, set in in the... present day 2019 on HBO so you know it's going to get its money it's going to get its production quality because you've got HBO behind it it's from the the creators of The Leftovers Damian Lindelof and Nick Cuse they were also part of the Lost team back in the day uh they I mean let's listen there's been two episodes so far and they have been absolutely incredible I was hooked from moment one I mean, it's a very politically and racially charged show about racism and the world that we live in today, but it hits home and it really like is brilliantly executed. What I really love the most is that cops were attacked by the Rorschach gang, aka the the 7th Cavalry, and they've had to go into hiding and now they wear masks. And so now these masked vigilantes from back in the day are now just police officers and I find that a very intriguing way to have gone because now they're not just mass superheroes, mass vigilantes, they're cops they they're 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 law and order, you know and Regina King's main character, Sister Knight, is absolutely incredible regal beyond my wildest dreams. I mean she is just she has so much presence on screen and you know she was in season two of the leftovers and a little bit of season three. She is a brilliant actress, and she's been in so much more than that, but she just brings so much to her characters, and I can't praise her enough for what she's done in Watchmen so far. You know, this is a great show, and it's only two episodes in, and I'm so excited to see what more HBO has to offer with Watchmen, you know, um... Don Johnson had a what was supposed to be a starring role, and turns out, spoiler alert, you know, we'll drop a quick spoiler right here. You know, he's gone in the first episode. It's crazy. You know, I I can't even fathom what's going to happen in the final eight episodes of this first season. You know, it's some of the best television I've seen in recent time. I love HBO and what they've done with from Game of Thrones to. Westworld, and now this Watchmen. I mean, they're great with their comedies. Barry, The Righteous Gemstones, Eastbound and Down. I mean, all these things are so great, and I, and I will hype HBO to the end of time. You know, and I will always, you know, every week I'll try to bring a new HBO series to the table for us to talk about. But Watchmen just caught me so by surprise because I enjoyed the movie, but I didn't expect to enjoy the show as much as I am. There's just this one scene at the very beginning. Of the first episode where they where a cop is entangled with a uh, member of the Rorschach gang or the Seventh Cavalry, and everything about that scene is just dirty and grimy and it gets you thinking about where are we headed in our society? Could this be a possibility? You know, and it it gets you thinking, and I like that about a show that can get you to have debate and thought. And, you know, open up a discussion about like what the world is and you know, again it's set in a world where there's superpowers and super uh, superhuman beings like Doctor Manhattan and, and he exists. And you know, this is again it's a sequel, so he's out there in the world. But man, like what a good show. What a good show so far with two episodes, you know. I I I'm super stoked to see where it goes. I can't speak highly of it enough. It really, truly is a great, great, great show. Only two episodes in, and I'm just hooked. I'm, I mean, I'm hooked. It, it's just that good. It really is that good, and deserves to be watched. It deserves to be seen by the world, and check it out. Like I know over the past two weeks since it's come out, there's been a lot of controversy that it's very racially charged and it's, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of hate crimes and a lot of white supremacy and all of that. But, you know, our world is still like that. And, and there's still people out there like that. And it shouldn't be shied away from or thrown to the wayside for shows to tackle such issues. And Watchmen is doing it and it's hitting it head on and, and, I'm really enjoying what I've seen so far. There's a big mystery surrounding Jeremy Irons' character. Uh, I know that I have my thoughts on who he is, but, again, it's, it's, it's a great show. Check it out, HBO. If you have a subscription to HBO Now or you have on your cable provider, check it out, man. It's worth the watch. It's only two episodes so far. It's definitely worth it. Enjoy Watchmen for sure. Now, something else you should definitely be checking out is... All of the Arrowverse shows. We are heading towards something unheard of. And that is the Crisis on Infinite Earths. I can't speak highly of this enough. I'm a huge superhero nerd. And Endgame to me was like the end-all be-all of superhero team-ups. And just an amazing story. But what the CW has done in creating the Arrowverse. Now we're up to we have five shows on the Arrowverse. We have Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, and now Batwoman, and I can't again speak highly of these shows enough because they're great and they continue to get better. And Batwoman's great, you know. We could start there, you know. It's a brand new, fresh show. Three episodes in. I've, I've there's four, but I've only watched three of them. It's a really great show. I think Ruby Rose is doing a really wonderful job. I was a little thrown off at first about the costume particularly the one that was supposedly Bruce Wayne's. But now that she's in her own costume and she's wearing the Batwoman suit, it's kind of opened up the show for me a bit and enjoying it a bit more just based off the fact that she's in her own suit and it looks more comfortable. It looks more realistic to the world of where we are with Arrow and Flash and Supergirl. And I really... It felt like... Because the first one felt like a Halloween costume where this actually feels like a suit. It feels like you are feeling Batwoman. And I like the story right now revolving around Alice because there's this mystery of whether or not it's her sister or is it just some girl that's done a lot of research on the family. But I really, really, really am enjoying Batgirl... Excuse me, Batwoman. Um, it, it really, I mean, Ruby Rose as Kate Kane is incredible. I'm really enjoying the show. It's not so so far yet done any crossover into the crisis storyline but i know that the rest of them have now legends of tomorrow has not premiered legends of tomorrow won't premiere until january but right now like the flash the monitor has come to see the flash in an episode where he tells him that he's going to die on December 10th, 2019. And the flash is dealing with the crisis right now. But the show that really is diving hard into crisis is arrow arrows. Final season is kind of like a roller coaster through the past and the present of the show. And when the first episode of that show dropped, it was really weird. Cause I'm like, what are we doing? You know, like is this, this is our, this is our Oliver queen from earth one, but yet he's, back on the island and he's reliving the steps that he had but it turns out he's actually on earth too and there's different things and he's different things have happened to that earth you know Thea has died and his best friend Tommy's now the dark archer not Malcolm and all these different things but all all the while trying to do something for the monitor and you know so far through two of those episodes you know it's very heavy on the crisis storyline, and, and it's like Arrow is gonna lead us right into the crisis, and finish his show, kind of reliving the best moments of that show through Crisis on Infinite Earth. You know, I'm loving all these shows. Flash is just as good as it always is. I, I cannot wait. You know, and Crisis so far is sounding like it's gonna be incredible. Uh, we're getting a Superman show out of it. I guess that they're so in love with. Uh, Tyler Hetchland's Superman, that he is going to get his, his own Superman show from the sound of it, which I think is going to be really great. Um, you know, the CW is just crushing it right now. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm stoked for the Crisis. You know, because we're going to have multiple Superman. We're getting Brandon Routh back as Superman. We're getting Tom Welling back as Superman. Tyler Hetchlin's Superman. Um, there's been some talk that Batman '89. Uh, Michael Keaton not so much that he's going to make an appearance but the the world of that Batman is going to be part of the crisis. Uh Burt Ward is coming back as Dick Grayson Robin. Uh Kevin Conroy is playing a Batman of some kind. I'm I'm just stoked. I'm super stoked for everything that this show has to offer. I cannot wait to dive in in December. It's getting inching ever closer and it's a five-night epic. Adventure, The Crisis on Infinite Earths. I cannot wait. I'm super stoked for that. But let's get into the main event of the night, and that is the movie reviews. What you've all come to A for effort to hear is the movie reviews. And again, we want to give thanks to AMC for the, for the A-list card and allowing me to check out as many movies as I possibly can. So last week, I saw two movies, Jexy and Hustlers. Now, Hustlers has been out a little longer than Jexy, but we went on the same day, checked them both out really had a good time with both. So let's start with Hustlers. It stars Jennifer Lopez, Constance Wu. I mean, it's not the best movie I've ever seen, but it's a good movie. It's it's definitely a movie worth seeing when it hits the red box or the Blu-ray, you know, I love seeing movies, so I went and saw it. You know, Jennifer Lopez, strong as ever, man. She is a powerhouse actress, commands screen time. You know, the story centers around these strippers who are hard up for money after the 2008 collapse of Wall Street, and they come up with this plan to drug unsuspecting dudes, bring them to the strip club, and get them to spend money upon money upon money upon money at the strip club and it works for a while it works for a really long time until it doesn't and you know i really like it's sad because our it's based on a true story so you know this actually happened to a bunch of dudes you can't help but laugh at them at first because you're like ha you know these dumbass wall street dudes you know got conned by a bunch of strippers but then as the movie progresses and you see that it's not always wall street guys and it's not always you know it's not always the best of situations for these guys not only but for these women as well and the movie turns and it's kind of sad and and it's kind of like it's heavy and but these women you know constance Wu, jennifer lopez kiki palmer and lily reinhardt like kill like a like, kill in the lead roles, when they, you know, and it's just, it's, it's, it's just good fun, man, it, it, it's, it's a good fun time with the movies, like, not from a, like, oh, this is, like, I'm in, like, I'm laughing, or, it's just, like, it's, it's gut-wrenching, and heartfelt, and, like I said, these women, like, command presence on screen, and, man, like, let me just say, like, Jennifer Lopez, man, she just continues to get better with age like she's gorgeous in every sense of the word she's super muscular now which is kind of scary i feel like she could kick my ass but I, i again she it's just a good movie and i really enjoyed myself it's again it's not the best movie i've ever seen but you feel the story you feel what's happening to these women they're just out there trying to make a buck yeah they're strippers and it you know it's like oh yeah strippers who gives a fuck but like Like, you should care. You should care about these strippers because these actresses make you care, and they make you care when they lose their jobs because of the crash in 2008, the Wall Street crash of 2008, and yeah, I mean, it's scary, but these they make do and and it sucks because again as you feel for the strippers you then start to feel for the men in this situation for basically getting conned and you you feel for them and then there's some you don't but there's some you do and it's kind of a scary situation for all involved because you're like basically (laughs) like yeah you're stealing from these men but in the end they're you know some of them deserve it really i mean they're sleazy wall street guys you know who are spending our money our hard earned middle class money you know and and that i mean that i mean it's just a metaphor for society as a whole you know and, and again the movie's not the best i've ever seen it's going to land on an a for effort because it's it's just it's just a movie it, it, it was fun and i enjoyed the movie as a whole i just i i didn't i didn't come out of it like raving like i just watched the best movie i've ever seen you know and and that's why i get an a for effort but again these these women these powerful powerful women just really dominate the screen you know and i can't you know it's harder because like like take take constance woo for instance i literally only know this woman as the mom from fresh off the boat and she like commanded a like a dominating presence on screen and yeah it was a little jarring at first because again i see her as the mom from fresh off the boat and she's playing a stripper in this movie but i understand you want you want range as an actress and as an actor you want range and she has it by far And droves she has range you know she's that good and again i really appreciated her and the role, just as much as I appreciated Jennifer Lopez. There's some cameos in here by... Some cameos in the movie by a couple of rappers. Uh, Cardi B, Lizzo. Uh, Usher has an appearance, which I found is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, it was it was, it was was a decent movie. And again, A for effort. Um, the big one for the week, though, that I saw was Jexy. And I went in with low expectations. Because I don't know necessarily if this movie... Was gonna be any good or not and i'm pleasantly surprised and happy to say that i enjoyed Jexy. i really really enjoyed Jexy. i had fun with it it's exactly what you think it's gonna be you know cell phone starts fucking with him he leaves the cell phone behind to go hang out with a girl and ends up falling in love with the girl but the phone has issues with her and Turns out that the phone did all this just to get him out of his shell so he could have a better life and blah, blah, blah. You know, again, it's a good movie. It's it's funny. It has some really funny parts, but a lot of the funny parts are in the trailers. You know, you could probably get more out of it just watching a couple of trailers and seeing the whole hour and a half movie. But I enjoyed it. You know, Adam Devine is one of the best comedians in our generation. I, I, I really thought he is hilarious and he really really does a great job in the movie you know i really enjoyed the cast as a whole alexandra ship who i know her from the x-men franchise she plays storm in the last couple of movies you know she was great as the love interest you know Rose Byrne was the voice of Jexy, who was hilarious. I mean, the phone probably was the best part of the whole movie. She was hilarious. Michael Pena was kind of cringeworthy, but I understood the character and why the character was the way it was. But, again, it was kind of cringeworthy, you know, because of how he's portraying the character. But I enjoyed the movie, you know, and I laughed out loud at certain points. But, like I said, a lot of what you are there for you can see in the trailers. And that kind of sucks because I really wanted to enjoy this movie i really really wanted to enjoy jexie and i did but it's hard when you've seen all the funny bits in the trailers you know it's 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 nice it's it's shot well you know and it's got some good cinematography and it takes place in san francisco and you know it's a real it's really telling about our society and how we are always on our phones and how the society as a whole. Like, needs to, like, lift our heads up and see the world for what it is and stop being on our phones as much as we are. But we're on our phones, you know. And, and that's the story that the movie's about. And it's it's difficult, you know. It's it's super difficult to watch a film like that because you're like, oh, I, I do that. I, I'm constantly on my phone, you know. Like, there's a scene at the very beginning where he's in a coffee shop and everybody in the coffee shop has got their heads down looking at their phones. And you're like, oh, man, I know that moment. I've had that moment, you know. And where I look up at everybody's on their phone. You know, in the industry I work in, people are always snapping pictures and and it's like, well, why? Why? Why why is that what we have to do in today's society is take pictures of everything and, and and it's such a tough, tough world because if we just lifted our heads up and see the beauty that surrounds us I mean, there's a lot out there to, to, that we take for granted, and this movie kind of like hits it on the head. And I think that's what I liked most about it was there was a great message behind Jexy and for that, it gets an A for effort. You know, I again I saw all the funny bits in the trailers, so I'm like it could have got as bad as an A minus, but it didn't because I really enjoyed the comedy. I enjoyed Adam Devine. And I love the message that the movie had. So for that, it gets an A for effort, you know, and that's where I truly, truly enjoyed myself is the message that the movie had and to really just enjoy the world around us and to enjoy the world as a whole and stop staring at our phone so much. And, you know, and I like I said, I, uh, I'm, I'm a victim of it. I'm always on my phone. I'm never not on my phone. But if we just put it down for a couple of minutes and enjoy the world around us, I think we'll all like benefit from it. And that's the message the movie had. And I really, really, really thought that was great. Um, so, yeah, Hustlers and Jexy, two decent movies, both worthy of your viewing. You know, there's some great ones coming out in November that I'm super excited to review. I still haven't gotten a chance to see Gemini Man, but I will get on Gemini Man and get a review out to you guys soon. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really working on the structure of A for Effort and what A for Effort has to offer to the world. You know, I really love the brand that I'm trying to pursue with A for Effort. You know, I want the world to know that it's okay to make something and it's okay to fail while making that thing, you know? And with, that's what A for Effort is all about is you tried. You tried and you tried to make something whether it was a TV show, a movie, you tried and you either failed or you didn't and if you didn't, then you, you were successful and you got to move on. Like, let's take Damian Lindelof, for example. You know, he gets, he's on Lost, then he's on, then he goes ahead and creates the Leftovers, and now he's created Watchmen. You know, the man is on a streak right now of making great, great things. And I feel like if you just go out there and put yourself out there into the world, just like I am today, putting myself out there with this new format with A for Effort, you know, good things may happen. And I, I'm looking to the future to see, you know, what more does this industry have to offer us? You know, TV is taking off. There's more TV and more streaming and more options to the world out there at large than the movie industry has to offer nowadays. And I think that's really, really awesome. You know, it was recently announced yesterday. Let's get into a bit of news. Actually, this is kind of cool. Uh, that HBO Max, which is going to be the Warner Brothers app, um, they've used the HBO name, But it's going to be full of Warner Brothers content as well as all HBO content. And they announced yesterday that a Green Lantern series has been greenlit for HBO Max. And I think that that is a wonderful idea. You know, the Green Lantern core, the Green Lantern has the potential of any superhero to be great. It just needs the right team behind it. And Greg Berlanti, who brought the entire Arrowverse together is bringing this series to life. So I'm super excited for that. Hopefully it'll be able to cross over with the DC universe shows on, on CW as well as the DC universe shows on the DC app. So I hope you enjoyed the very first episode of the new long form a for effort reviews. Uh, I know I enjoyed t- this first episode, I'm hoping to put out an episode a week, and we're going to talk trailers and TV and movies every week. And we're going to review old movies and new movies and stuff that I haven't gotten to see in my 30 plus years on this earth, you know. And I want to review movies that people recommend to me. So if you've got a recommendation, please put it on my Twitter account. It's at D 71 Check out my other show. It's a weekly show as well where we talk all things nerdy. It's called The Geekly Effort where me and my crew get together and just really hash out all different things when it comes to anime, TV, movies, Marvel, DC, video games. You nerd it. We love it. We'll talk about it. Check out The Geekly Effort on all of the same podcasting apps. Spotify, Apple, Google, Podbean, uh, pod addict uh, anywhere anywhere podcasts are found you'll find me Uh, please like subscribe share share a lot share everything that you can i really want to get a for effort to another level and obviously you know your help is definitely necessary to bring a for effort to the brand that we want it to be i have been your host matt hopefully soon i'll have some guests on to talk these things out with me but for now you're stuck with me and only me and I love these things, so you'll get to hear my voice each and every week, and I appreciate that if you are listening to me, that you have an appreciation for film and television as much as I do. So again, I have been your host, Matt. Come back to us next time on the all-new version of A for Effort. We will always have quality TV movie reviews. Thanks.